This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Global car sales have still not recovered to where they were before the pandemic. Automakers sold 8 million more vehicles in 2019 than they did in 2023. And that means a lot of manufacturing sites are sitting around doing nothing. Reuters reports that automakers in Europe are running at only 60% of capacity, which is well below the 80% that most automakers need to break even. BMW is doing the best with 75% capacity utilization, with Mercedes at 73% and the Volkswagen Group at 71%. Stellantis is at 56%. Renault's at 54%, and Ford's only at 39%. The problem is that Europeans are buying 5 million fewer new vehicles than they did just four years ago. And unless sales start picking up soon, we're going to see those automakers under enormous financial pressure to start closing plants. Maybe you already saw this story from Reuters pointing out that Tesla doesn't make as much revenue per employee as General Motors or Ford. It showed that Tesla generates $680,000 in revenue per each employee, while GM generates over a million dollars and Ford gets $937,000. But what this story fails to take into account is the difference in vertical integration at each company. GM and Ford buy 80% of the value of every vehicle they make from suppliers. So much of their headcount is actually in the supplier industry. Tesla is almost exactly the opposite. It makes most of its parts in-house. So here's a metric that we think is much more important to look at. Last year, Tesla made $4,900 in operating profit for every vehicle it sold while GM made $1,600 and Ford made $1,200. So Tesla makes far more profit per vehicle than GM or Ford. And here's a bit of history to put this in perspective. Some years back when Chrysler added a third shift to make Grand Cherokees at its assembly plant in Detroit, it made the plant's efficiency look worse because it added so many workers. But the extra revenue and profits those third shift vehicles added swamped all the efficiency numbers. So the moral of the story is, keep your eye on the bottom line, because that's where most of the important numbers are. France is halting a subsidy to make EVs more affordable for people with low incomes because there was too much demand for it. In the program, anyone earning under 15,400 euros a year was able to lease an EV for 100 to 150 euros a month. France set aside 1.5 billion euros to cover 20,000 leases, but then it boosted it to 50,000 leases because of huge demand. However, that still wasn't enough because it's halting the program for the rest of the year and will only resume it again next year. For those in higher income brackets, France is also offering incentives of 5 to 7,000 euros for purchasing a new EV. To help boost sales, Rivian is cutting the base price of its R1T pickup and R1S SUV by $3,100 in the U.S. The R1T now starts at $71,700, including shipping, while the R1S starts at $76,700. Both models have a range of 270 miles 
and they also qualify for $3,750 in a federal tax credit. Rivian added a new battery option as well with 315 miles of range, and they start at the previous starting prices. Rivian will start delivering those models in March. According to data from S&P Global, R1T sales fell nearly 10% from January to November last year because consumers started buying the R1S instead once its supply improved, which helped boost sales of the SUV. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Seven automakers that sell EVs in North America are banding together in hopes of building a charging network that would rival Tesla's supercharger stations. Last July, BMW, General Motors, Honda, Hyundai, Kia, Mercedes-Benz, and Stellantis formed IONA, which aims to deploy at least 30,000 high-powered chargers. Well, it just got approval from authorities and is now officially kicking off operations with plans of building its first stations before the end of the year, first in the U.S., then in Canada. The stations will be able to accommodate EVs with either the NACS or CCS charging port and will have bathrooms, food, and shopping there or nearby, as well as canopies over chargers wherever possible. Tesla continues to cash in on other automakers needing to meet emission standards. Last year, the company earned nearly $1.8 billion selling EV credits to other automakers who exceeded emission limits. Tesla has now made almost $9 billion since it started selling credits to other OEMs in 2009. Some people like to criticize Tesla for selling the credits, saying they wouldn't be profitable without them. But that's not the case anymore. Tesla would still be profitable even if it didn't sell them. The Aston Martin Vantage is getting the biggest ever power bump in the company's history. The car's 4-liter twin-turbo V8 now makes 655 horsepower, which is a massive jump of 152 horsepower compared to the previous model. All that power comes from new camshafts, bigger turbos, better cooling, and optimized compression. Mated to an 8-speed automatic trans from ZF, the new Vantage will do 0 to 60 miles per hour in 3.4 seconds. The chassis also required some reworking to handle all that power, including additional bracing, Bilstein shocks, and an electronic rear differential. Throw in a refreshed interior, and you see most of the highlights of the new Vantage, which will be out in the second quarter of this year. But it ain't got nothing on the first EV supercar from BYD's ultra-luxury division, Yang Wang. The U9 features four electric motors, that combined for a little under 1,300 horsepower and launched this electric rocket ship from 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in under two seconds. It's also supposed to be available with an active suspension system called Desus X that could make it ride pillowy soft or sports car stiff as well as allow it to drive on three wheels and even hop. And Yang Wang just revealed that the U9 will officially launch on February 25th. No word on pricing yet, but the brand's G-Wagon competitor, the U8 SUV, 
starts at about 150 grand. eVTOLs are headed to Dubai. Joby Aviation signed a deal with the region's Road and Transport Authority to launch an air taxi service by early 2026, with initial operations starting as early as next year. Joby's all-electric eVTOL can carry four passengers and a pilot at up to 200 miles per hour for up to 100 miles, or 62 kilometers. At first, it will operate between the Dubai International Airport and the Palm Jumeirah Island, which is normally a 45-minute trip by car, but it will only take 10 by flying. The deal gives Joby the exclusive right to operate air taxis in Dubai for six years. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for tuning in. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey, and by Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game.